like in my opinion the pandemic was the best thing that happened to the body of christ you know why it got them out from pews it got them from out of hiding in them church buildings them four walls because we should be advancing advancing the kingdom of god and what what um what i like to call churchianity has begun to do is that we all gather in these four buildings and we're coming there because we're trying to get our blessing. We're trying to get our blessing. <laughs> we're trying to slap our neighbors two times. You know, we're trying. We turn. We turn church into a social event when the four walls were meant for the building and the equipping of the saints to do what? To go out and do the ministry. And God is like, I guess I got to take the four walls away from you for you to go out and be the church. <laughs> but, but another thing is a lot with churches too, a lot of the mega churches as well, it's all about membership. It is, it's not even so much, even more about people's souls. I mean, they do get people saving them, but they don't do that checkup, you know, like they should do. Like you make sure that person that just received Jesus Christ in, the, in their life is their Lord and Savior, that they have um, that outlet person. They have that person to work with them through the early stages of they being saved and stuff. And right now it's all about your ties and membership. And that's it. And nothing mm -hmm. else, you know, and and, and I'm glad because that the pandemic did happen because of the fact where so now you have to concentrate and you have to be you have to do that connection with that person you need to check up on that person now even if you want to say because of coronavirus and you want to make sure they okay but at least now you're checking up on that person because before you wasn't checking on nobody you you didn't care how nobody felt you know what I'm saying I feel like more so it's like, it's putting um, believers in a position where we have to really evaluate what we are doing. Because what it is, is that we have become so comfortable. We have become so comfortable with just going to church. Let's yeah. go to church, come to the church. But the purpose of the body of Christ is to go out and be the church. You are the church. And that's not to take away from the church as, you know, the institution and in and, and the four walls. It's not to take away from that. But the church is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. And how will someone see the kingdom? How will someone know the kingdom unless you go out and be it? And what is happening in the body of Christ is that we have become very immature because the body of Christ doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know who she is. They wanted Jesus to come back, and, and Jesus is like, you don't know who you are. We, we're, 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 we're forgetting who we are, and so it makes it hard for the body to manifest who she is because she doesn't know who she is. And, you know, um, with that scripture, um, that scripture, when he says, you know, God is coming back, you know, for um, a church without wrinkle um, or spot, you know, even that, that verse is misquoted. It says God is presenting for himself a church without wrinkle or yes. spot. Yes. 
And so what that means is God is not trying to come back for the church. No, he's using the church to broadcast who he is. He's presenting as himself. The church is a representation of who God is. How will someone see the father unless they see it through you? We're supposed to be like Jesus Christ. When you see me, you see the father. That's a, but that's a lot uh, powerful. A lot, it is, but I noticed like from the time when I was growing up and got saved and everything else until right now, I see a lot of church people doing the same thing as worldly people. So how can you tell me that God is so good and he's so wonderful if you're doing the same thing as me? You know what I'm saying? That case, why should I receive Jesus Christ in my life as my Lord and Savior if you're doing exactly the same thing that I'm doing? So I feel like I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Why should I see you receive Christ if you're doing, you're hanging out in the same club as me and you're doing the same, if you're doing the same thing, you're sleeping around, you're drinking, you're hanging, you're getting high, you're doing all this kind of stuff, but then you want to tell me about Christ, but you're doing the same thing that I'm doing. So how is his light really shining if you're doing exactly the same thing that I'm doing? And th- this is what's what the difference. This is this is what 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 I always say too. Grace is not a replacement for holiness. It is the power and the ability to live holy. That's what it is, and. It's, it's for, first of all, we are already in a position that we are already the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, right? Now, your life and the way you live out, live and walk out your life is to example that nature. And our, our maturing and growing up is learning how to transform our mind to think as God thinks, to act as God acts to the point where it's so, so deep into our hearts that we no longer know the difference. We are totally transformed into the mind of Jesus Christ. And what is happening is that we're like, well, you know, I'm saved by grace. So, you know, I can live my life. However, living your best life, <laughs> living, your be- living your best life, however, but we also need to be mindful that Jesus said, why do you call me Lord? And you don't do as I say, you don't do nothing that I say. How can you call me Lord? And you don't do anything that I say. And it's not to put us back into legalism. We're not trying to live by the law. What it is, is that when you do mess up, grace is there so that you have the power to stay in the holiness of God and not continue wicked and to walk in wickedness. But what about the fact that even with that, what you say, and I believe that's true, but people use the fact that they have that grace and everything else to continue to do them. Okay, so because, this is what I say for uh, that too. Then you may do what Christ did in your life a lot. Because if you if you say that you are the righteousness of God, that your life is no longer your own, 
that there is no more you, but it's Christ that lives inside you now and that you are a living sacrifice. What you sacrificing? Because evidently you are not dead to sin. You are choosing to live and continue to walk in that nature. There's a difference from backsliding and black gliding. Mm. <laughs> Pastor Abra, you just want to say something? What all I was going to say is that he says to repent and turn from your right. wicked way. So it, it doesn't say repent and just keep repenting. You know, that, and, that's, and that's where a lot of people get that confused. They're, they're, they want to use grace and mercy and things. But like you said, and I also wanted to, to tag on with like the law. He, it's not that he's trying to put us back in Old Testament, but there are guidelines. There are things that you want to follow to abide by so that you can say that, okay, I know that I am following his will. So if, if there was nothing, you know, then that's almost like saying, okay, well then there are no, if I'm not talking about anything, there is no uh, Ten Commandments because it was in the Old Testament, you know, but can I go out here and murder somebody? Is that okay? So there is still things that you still have to kind of think about and not just say, well, I can go murder somebody, but by the grace of God, I'm okay. Like we said, it says that, you know, sin is to miss the mark. So yes, you know, we miss the mark. You know, we might, we miss the mark every day, but it is for us to give a perfect effort. So for us to see, realize, okay, I've missed it, to repent and then turn from it. Not keep saying, I'm going to keep missing it every day. That same mark. You know what is a good, uh, I believe is a good scripture when it comes to the believers. James said, be not just a hearer of the word, but you have to also be a doer. Yes, and the doing part is the part where we fail at because of the fact that we can know the word and we can preach it and we can hear the word preached to us daily. But Every time you have that choice to say, I'm going to do what the word said do, or I'm going to do what I feel like doing, that's when you start becoming pulled more to your flesh than right. being more pulled to your spirit, man. Because the more that you act on the word, the more you build on that and the your spirit becomes strong enough to the point where your flesh would no longer have that hole where you would even have to make a decision. You would just automatically always do what the book says. And mm -hmm. that comes with, one, with praying, keeping yourself prayed up and reading your word and acting on, on the word that you read and that you hear because of the fact that it's that act that keeps us in the position of where we either are always into the flesh or we are always into the spirit. And it's the spirit man that you want to build up because the flesh already has his, you know, he already had whatever years you've given him. He's already that many times over the, over the spirit man. So that's why it says you have to constantly keep your mind and keep your heart focus on the things of God because you're trying to overcome the, the flesh man because of the fact that he do have a little more time of you being able to walk in the flesh before you got saved. So you have to even be more constant on building your flesh. I mean, building your spirit 
So your flesh don't have that power. And that's where a lot of time the body of Christ do fall short at. Yeah, you know, one thing we have to understand is that we can't do this on our own and in our own strength and in our own ability. We can only do all things through Christ, the one that gives us the strength and the ability. Anytime you try to do anything in your own strength and in your own ability, you're going to fall every time. Um, Another thing, Holy Spirit is the one that can sustain us and strain us and, and teach us and strengthen us and lead and guide us in all truth. Outside of Holy Spirit, we're going to hit and miss. We're going to hit and miss. And what we do is learn how to allow Holy Spirit to be who he is in us. Amen. We can't override Holy Spirit. We, he, will, he will tell you even before we're slapped to go in a different direction. But we said this is the shortest way. And this is the way that I've always gone. And this is the best way to get there. And and Holy Spirit would say, it'll be easier for you if you will go this way. But a, a lot of the times too, I I gave my life to the Lord when I was when I was like 18. And and for probably 40, 35 years of that, or maybe maybe 30 years of that time, I tried to live holy the best of my ability. I was condemning myself. I was beating myself up. Every time I fell, I got up crying and repenting and just weeping and all of this. And people might say, oh, well, you know, that that's how you're supposed to be godly sorry, you know, and get up and, and yeah. repent swear from God with everything you got. Mm-hmm. When I heard the message, and it was a simple message, whom the son is set free, he is, free. is free indeed. That's probably well. he, he didn't look at me the way that I looked at myself. Amen. He didn't think about me the way that I thought I felt about myself or thought about myself. When I fell down, I went crying to my daddy and said, Daddy, my goodness, I need your strength. I don't want to do that no more. I wasn't condemned. I wasn't I, I wasn't caught up in in in, in condemnation. You know, it's yes. not a condemnation. Yeah. Amen. That, that we have to recognize that and it's a religious feeling because mm-hmm. religion tell you that if you don't do things the way that you, that I do it yes. then you are wrong you are wrong yep. the way that I look you are wrong if you don't talk the way I talk you are wrong cuz I'm right because I I I do it I was raised in a Pentecostal holiness church I know all of the the rhetoric my, my father was the pastor of that church. And I remember the day I walked in there with earrings on and I threw the whole church off. Everybody thought that I was the only one in there that wasn't saved because of a pair of earrings. <laughs> and if I got caught in a pair of slacks, I could hang it up from there on because of the, the mindset. That was not God. Amen. <laughs> That was that was religion passed down from generation to generation. 
That's right. But then, but then there was an apostle, a real true apostle that we met right here in North Carolina, about an hour and a half, two hours from here, that, that imparted the word of truth because it's the truth that makes us free. And sometimes we think we know truth, truth when we don't know truth. Truth, you know, I, I it, it's it's the truth that I didn't know truth. It's religious I knew the word through the interpretation of my teaching, but it wasn't through the interpretation of truth. Yes, it was learned and taught from generation right. to generation. And, and 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 God knows I got saved in that place, and I wouldn't take back that place for nothing in this world. That was that's my foundation. That's where that's where I, I I understood Holy Spirit. That's when I, I I I got Holy Spirit. That's when I understood how to love right. I'm telling you, that was an awesome place for me at that time. But as as you continue to grow, and as God continued to deal with you, and as God continued to impart in your life, we can't. We, I thank God that I couldn't stay there. Amen. You know, I couldn't stay there because had I stayed there, then my children would not have been delivered, uh, delivered or liberated. Then, you know, then my my siblings or or those that was in our world would not have have come to the understanding of this loving father that we have. Amen. When I understood his love and when I understood his compassion for me, and when I understood, you know, what really, really took place on the cross for real, real, not just to get me salvation, That's but right. to give me life and life more abundantly, Amen. you know, salvation can come to anybody. But do you have the, the abundant life that Christ has, has, has given yes. you through the cross? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and have you come into the life of Christ that 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 sister uh, Niaja was talking about, where you you come into this place in Him, where those other things it doesn't it, it's not as important as you might think that it is because God knows what tomorrow holds before we get there, and if God don't know that that I'm going to come short tomorrow, then I'm in a lot of trouble. Can but I say, he already have a remedy for me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. When you were saying that, um, and what Niaja was saying, I remember one time um, my mom was praying, and the Lord brought her brother to her. Mm-hmm. He told her to go get him. What my mother didn't know, that her brother was dying, and he was in North Carolina at her uncle house. South Carolina. And she said, yeah, South Carolina. And she said to the Lord, she said, well, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to go to church, you know, tomorrow or whatever she was, you know, she said to the Lord. And the Lord, so he said, you know, she said, because I have to minister, you know, she was on one of the um, ministry helps. And so the Lord told her, he said, no. He said, my ministry is people. Amen. And I'm you to go and help my people talk about her brother. And my mother said, when he spoke that to her, she said she cried. He said, my ministry is people. Mm-hmm. I'm out to reach people. God said he came to seek and save the lost. 
and that's what he was letting her know. What you, what you, the function you was doing inside of a building is not what I called you to do. That's just something that you're doing, you know, to help out, to make a service or whatever go okay. But my, my purpose is to save the lost. And my mother said she cried, but she went to go get her brother. And yes, she did. She brought him back to Jersey and took care of him until he, to the, yeah. to the day he died. But before he died, because he wasn't saved, he, that caused him to turn his life to Christ and yeah. give his life to Christ before he died. And he yeah. gave his life to Christ and the next day he passed away. He mm. did. He left the 99 and went for the one. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's how, what you were saying, he's bringing us out the walls and that's why because he mm -hmm. wants you to go into the world to preach the gospel, not in just in the building, but into all the world. So his ministry is people. You know, I, I would like to say this because we focus too much on sin, but Christ came and took away the sins of the earth, Amen. of the world. He took Amen. it away. Right. He, it, it, it's no more because of the cross. So we want, we want to become what Christ has sent us in the earth to be, or what God has sent us here to be. And that is a citizen of the kingdom. For those, amen, that have heard this broadcast and you want to give your life to the Lord, amen, he is right there. He says, if, if you knock, he says, the door shall be open unto you. He says, if you ask, it shall be given unto you, he that asks. Amen. If you would just repeat after me, Lord, I know that I'm a sinner because I have never come into this type of relationship with you. Yes, Lord. But I want to be right. I want to be made whole. I want to be a child of your kingdom. I don't want just your salvation, Father. I want to be a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Father, receive me. I denounce my citizenship to this world and to this earth. I want to become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And I want you to be my king. And I want to be your citizen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You know, I want to thank everybody for joining us for this um, KWE session of Bible Talk. Um, I'm really hoping that someone gets something out of this um, or receive Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior. I know that a lot of things are happening right now that a lot of people don't understand. So I'm hoping with this right here, maybe you get some clarity. And if you're still not sure that you can reach out to one of us and if you want prayer, we will pray for you. Um, if you want to talk to one of the pastors or the prophet, um, we will get you in contact with them and that you can speak more to them about it. But I really hope that it touched you in a special way. That it You have just finished watching Getting Intimate with KWE Kingdom Talk. Stay tuned for part three.